Hi, this is Ross Payton with another preview episode from the RPPR Patreon. In this episode of After Hours, we looked at a Judges Guild scenario called Inferno. It was very loosely based on the Divine Comedy. Caleb, Rob Stythe from the Orpheus Protocol, and Noah joined in on the fun. We recorded two more episodes about Inferno and its 2014 remake from the original authors, which are now on the RPPR Patreon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider backing the RPPR Patreon. We have a lot more episodes of After Hours. We also have Arkham Cold Cases, a new miniseries comedy podcast about true crime and Lovecraftian horror. It also helps keep RPPR running. If you join in, you'll not only help RPPR, you'll get a lot of great content and a great community of fellow RPG fans. Our Discord is a fun place to talk about games, share links, and join in our weekly live streams. I do have a lot of great stuff planned for RPPR this year, including more episodes of After Hours. I've been building up a stockpile of games worth discussing. I think you'll be pleased with some of the finds I've had. Uh, look forward to that later this year. Uh, we also have some Delta Green games planned and uh, at least a few more games of Lancer. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Ross Payton with Roleplaying Bubble Radio. This is RPPR After Hours. Uh, Inferno. I mean... It's been a while since we've done a deep dive into a uh, uh, one of the fine products put out by Judges Guild, and uh, I recently decided, well, why don't we take a look at Judges Guild's uh, library material? So I, I googled "worst Judges Guild module," "worst Judges Guild," and found several discussions, several different scenarios came up, and <laughs> but one in particular caught my eye, and that is Inferno. Uh, and recently, of course, with Hades uh, being so popular, I was like, well, hey, let's let's go to hell. Quite literally. I know it's a different type of hell but uh, uh, than Hades, but, you know, there's there's a little bit of overlap there. Um, and uh, yeah, what's the heat level on this piece? Of shit? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, the, yeah, this is the old first. This is put out in 1980. Uh, and man, it is 68 pages. Of, yeah, so was uh, the Reagan presidency, and I don't know which one I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, Rob from the Orpheus Protocol. Hello. Uh, here's the guest. Uh, we also have Noah, a uh, podcast Ronin mercenary person, <laughs> hey. uh, and thinking too hard about anime. Um, and also, of course, Caleb, uh, our uh, Dante's uh, uh, divine comedy expert. I want to start off by saying that <clears throat> no amount of goodly contribution or actions in the mortal world can assure your way to heaven, for we all innately sinful and must ask for God's forgiveness, which well, is yeah. what I really think that this Judges Guild campaign was trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I like that all of us. You know, just hey, hey, take a look at this PDF, and we'll talk about it. And then all three of you have just like, at one point or another, just message like, "What the fuck is this?" In various ways, yeah. I just I hate it. I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it reads. I hate everything about this fucking book. The organization is very wild as well. We'll get into. I uh, I love hate it. I am yeah, both, of course, me too. I am uh, both completely enamored with it and disgusted by it. Yeah, at the same uh, time. I think part of the reason, Ross, that you invited me on this uh, is that you saw what happened when you put garbage in front of me last time and like how into it I got. There is there is something uh, there is something really dark and twisted in in me that makes me make trash angels and like uh, do 
<laughs> like you know crime scene blood spatter analysis of the trash like i love looking at how something went wrong uh mm-hmm. this is no exception but like this one almost beat me it kind of did there are parts that i really glazed over uh mm-hmm. in this thing it was a roller coaster i'm glad to hear that when you looked it up you found it by looking for the worst thing mm-hmm. because to make sure that I had not had a stroke while reading it, I looked up like reviews of it after I finished reading it, and like most of it, 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 people seem to think that it's that it has merit of some kind. And I yeah. was, uh, yeah, they're talking about how it was fun or good or whatever, and I suddenly realized like how it does in fact make sense that the old men at my dad's church say that they're really worried that Biden doesn't have a plan for COVID and they. <laughs> term <laughs> uh um yeah i don't know where to go with that but uh <laughs> i think we should uh just sort of dive into the actual um content a little bit just sort of like uh can do it yeah uh because it's like 68 pages yeah there's there's a lot uh i mean the last few pages are advertised for other judges guild stuff <laughs> but um the Caleb, like, it, it has sort of, like, a background in judge information, because back then, G- Game Masters were called judges, uh, mostly. And, um, yeah, well, b- both of you know I had the something. Thesis, it, the thesis yeah. of that is what really God. let me know I was in for a good time. Um, so reading that, he, the I kind of love, I do it myself sometimes, I kind of love it when an author acknowledges that writing an RPG is, in and of itself, a form of closet drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is such a thing as having an RPG that is a joy to read as well as uh, a joy to play. Um, cause I am certainly an overwriter like that. Uh, I also love saying that, uh, and then making a book that looks this dog shit, it just, this just, this just like wiped my ass with it. 1980s Xerox zine looks. It's- yeah, it's so bad. I love so I love coming from that haughty place. It's like, no, my words are good, and you should read them. Also, look at this dog shit. I love that. And then the what? second thing is that it, his general thesis and artistic motivation for writing this was that treatments of hell in previous D and D modules were not accurate to the original vision. Of Dante Alighieri. <laughs> Correct. There is a Dante <laughs> lore grievance. And then he begins to write this book, which is just <laughs> fucking out there by the time you get to the second circle and no longer has anything to do with the poem. So it's just America's a land of contrasts, you see? And so is this Judges Guild module. I love the disconnect between intent and what you actually accomplished and the fact that it is so fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, just, I, it's it's just such, sort of in awe of it. Yeah. It's yeah. such a brick wall of text <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, the God. entire time. There is no stopping what is happening to you when you look at this book. Yeah. Line breaks, headers, what the fuck is any of that shit? No, we need yeah. this page count to put more bad things that wouldn't be fun. Tables yeah. in the middle of sentences? Like, yes. page yes. ends on a dot, 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 completely unrelated table, sentence begins on the next page. 
just how baffling. Multi, how about multi-page item descriptions and no <laughs> explanation of where the item is or how you get it? Yeah. <laughs> like, how would that be? Would you like it to be three pages? You just yeah, find these thought. items in hell, I guess. My my favorite thing is actually the inferred random table, where it says, like, oh, there's a, okay, if this happens, then there's a random chance of this, 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 or this being a result. Uh, equal chances. So it's like, oh, shit, that's a D6 table. Like, you have to, like, pick up on, like, oh, okay, this is, I have to, I, I, it's it's just written as a sentence. It's a table written yes. as a sentence. Everything has to be reverse thing. engineered. Yeah. yeah. The whole uh, thing. Yeah. I also is... love, um, <laughs> God, it's, you know what it gave me vibes of? Uh, Death Doom Scary or whatever the fuck that uh, oh, yeah. uh, Legends of the Flame Princess nonsense was, where mm-hmm. it's like, you go in a room and there's a clock in it, and the clock actually controls time and will make you a god. There's <laughs> no way to know this. If you pick up the clock, you're eaten by a billion skeletons. <laughs> Yeah, no. it's just completely inscrutable. That's just like, huge swaths of the text that are just inaccessible to the play. This yeah. is what the OSR was trying to homage. Like this was the this is the old little old school. Like this is what the OSR wants to bring back. Like yeah, <laughs> the world is starting to make a lot of like it, but this is what it looks like. Park thing flashing under the podcast. The OSR actually <laughs> believes. believes yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I just I love how it's all up. in it's all in the first person. <laughs> if the judge includes wilderness chess, I suggest three checks before encountering the cliff. Like, well, of course. What the, what the like when when you're as when you when you're hanging as much pipe as this writer who's like, <laughs> hey, Dante, don't worry, I'll improve that dog shit with my D and D module. This this when module wasn't fucking Chad. Of course, you write in the first person. This module everyone wasn't... needs to. Know this is your book, you son of a bitch. Everyone, this module wasn't written; it was dictated <laughs> <laughs> like to a secretary. Yes, that actually yeah. is a very solid theory. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, just, I, I, it, it reads surprised. like somebody telling you about their adventure, like <laughs> while inebriated. Yeah. So, um, well, so to give a little more context of it, this was original. This obviously does not uh, sixty-eight pages can't encompass all of hell. They said they were going to do a sequel. Uh, Judges Guild never produced it. Yet the uh, author uh, eventually. Uh, self-published uh, sequels that are on Drive Through RPG in 2014. Uh, oh my God, Jeff uh, O'Dale uh, and Paul Elkman. So better uh, fucking believe we're reading. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, we'll we'll look at those eventually. So, but we're we're gonna uh, cover uh, uh, all of this, and uh, we didn't even mention, of course, um, this is a sort of I guess where the dungeon crawl classic aesthetic of the the peasant squad came from or at least these kind of modules because it's like yeah you should have like eight characters uh and yeah. they should all be high level um uh, of course at the very end it goes like oh yeah you should have 20 characters to go through yeah. this in retrospect yeah actually like, it, actually this is my first complaint about the book mm-hmm. from from my thesis as a mm. as a originalist of dante right <laughs> all right so i hate hearing that word <laughs> you're gonna have to uh um, as an originalist of Dante, um, the coolest part about the Divine Comedy is the numerology of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an epic. Um, an epic must have uh, this, uh, you know, f- actually wrote it down. It's it's so cool because I'm all into this shit because I wrote Nagali C2. And I think numerology can actually be a very interesting way to design a game. 
mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, stanzas and triads like the Holy Trinity. There's mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. cantos in Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. But Inferno has an introductory canto, which you need if you're writing an epic poem. And it also takes the entire thing to 100. Uh, uh, so if you perfectly square 100, uh, it's 10. And then the 10 represents the square of the Trinity. Uh, plus one represents the unity of God and all that shit. So like Dante actually writes the poem as an act of worship in order mm-hmm. to, and like, and worship in like, I speak Enochian and God will see these numbers mm-hmm. and like, think I love him. And like, that's one of the coolest parts about it. And then again, to start off with a fucking manifesto about how you're going to do Dante, right. And then you're just like, I'll publish 13 of them. <laughs> yeah, it rules. It rules, Man, Caleb, because, because just Dante's ritual hundred percent worked. Except it was an evil ritual. He didn't know, and what it made was this. <laughs> it took a while. It took a while baking in the oven, but in 1980, he made a deal with some demon. It's like your faith shall echo into the future, and this is what the demon meant. Like yeah. Dante, it meant like enlightenment or like heaven or something. Make up an unknown but army rumor. Yeah, making a podcast yeah. about slowly a the monkey's ball flips you off. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. anyway, that's the first part that pissed me off. Like yeah. you can do numerology in game design. I have done it multiple times, and it's like one of my favorite ways to write uh, because it's like gives you a weird outline that you have to be creative through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to do that and have that opportunity in 1980 and to instead just be like, I got tired at 17 and <laughs> it's done yeah. is just amazing to me. And then to wait 24 years to update it. No, sorry. Yeah. 34 years. To update it. Oh yeah. 34 years. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus. Uh, I look yeah. forward to see how well he, uh, seeing how well he used that time. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I hope the answer is not one bit. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I imagine you're going to be satisfied. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Dante lore grievance is really, really funny. That's a great way to start a book. I love it. Um, <laughs> the uh, the intro section, like where you're sort of talking mm-hmm. to the potential judge, also makes this weird assertion that I'm uh, wondering if anyone can explain to me. Uh if the devils are not, were not standing guard, I should say, over all the souls of the dead, mm-hmm. uh, those souls of the dead would, and I quote, drift toward the center and flee down Lucifer as the characters will try to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is is Lucifer like a low-pressure soul? <laughs> and it just kind of sucks things in? Or what the fuck is he talking about? Um, yeah, because of this, the book's great organization of the material of information that you need to know buried in like, uh, page fucking, uh, eight or something like that is like, oh, I've actually yeah. got it. I've, yeah. I've actually got it. They drink of Letho, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is perfectly fine if you're doing Dante. I also love that this is fanfic of Dante and then Dante's Inferno is actual fanfic of the Bible plus every Greek and Roman thing I could manage to read. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's interesting, but Letho's in there. Uh, It cures everyone of all memory of their life and they feel compelled to drop all of their gear and walk towards the center of hell and at peace with it because they are dead. 
So that's the magical effect of Letho, because that's how they describe it happening if a player does it. So I think we can assume that as they flee down to Lucifer, these souls have drank of Letho. Yeah, not 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 flee down to Lucifer, please. Flee down Lucifer. Oh, okay. Uh, But your point is well taken. But the best part Uh, is is that that thing has a million pages of art. Yeah. The part about Letho is four pages after that. Uh, not to mention the fact that there is a chance, a goodly chance, of not drinking the water. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah. pa- this paragraph that shows up first assumes that everyone <laughs> drinks the water, it's, uh, <laughs> a- but doesn't make any like clarity at all about what it's actually talking about. It's pretty great. I, this is when I knew that I was mm-hmm. I was in for a ride. Like. <laughs> Uh, this is a roller coaster. I was like, okay, I'm excited. RPPR after hours. This is going to be good. And then I started reading it. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. This is going to be great. Uh, and, and then it was. And then it actually like wrapped around to the point where I was like super angry and hated my life. Uh, but, but by the end, I found some sort of like enlightenment, I think. So it's all good. Not uh, unlike the journey through the inferno. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're probably right. Uh, I, I think that's probably all on purpose and like really uh, effective. Uh, eight plus characters of tenth plus level. Uh, okay, is what is suggested by this? Okay, module, but right? he even says even the suggested group is probably too weak. And my experiences with the Inferno suggest a party average of the fourteenth level. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the difference fuck, between tenth level and fourteenth level, writ large across a party of at least eight players, is like his version of just mm, eyeballing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't play test this at all. Uh, uh, to put it yeah, mildly. I, I'm. I was shocked to find out that anyone has ever. We played didn't copy. I, I would be very surprised if someone actually. Played Making characters would be its own campaign. You'd have yeah. to meet for a month and a half just to roll that many fucking characters. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. Um, he also just suggests to the judge that, like, if the players get uppity, just send five to ten times the number of devils that there are people, <laughs> and just just use that to kill them. Yeah, uh, man. Locks uh, fall, you all die. Yeah, like. Nope. Ex- uh, so I like the the sort of you can see the protoplasm that John Wick crawled out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh with God! Like, with like the uh, with like the the pure display of social deficiency of of using the module or just random arbitrary monsters to kill players that the judges want to quote cast out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, can someone explain Dungeons and Dragons to me real quick? <laughs> because eight characters of like high level high level well Let's i can i can give you i can give you second. some context for that in this terms of thing like looks like it would take years to play you're yeah, gonna well, get eight people to show up what no 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 no. so like people would be sharing characters they'd have multiple they, it'd be like yeah, peasant funnel things only you have high level characters um back in 1980 like it was a lot closer to the early war gaming days of D. so it was not un- so campaigns were often like basically military campaigns where like we're going to conquer this this campaign setting one hex at a time and we're going to run multiple characters and right. uh so it's a thing more like darkest dungeon in terms so of the, so the answer is that there's no role playing and no story i mean isn't this okay. kind of like that like uh, uh yes. my dad my dad's Bad. campaign when he was alpha nerd in the fucking 80s they did mm-hmm. a they did like a uh like a campaign where they were like literally fighting a war campaign and they were doing a mercenary band. Mm -hmm. They had 12 characters. There were three of them. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So they each played four characters each, every one of them with their own backstory, every one of them with their own equipment. Oh my God. Uh, and with one yeah. GM, they played a war campaign with this like Hawks band of 12 mercenaries. That was actually three guys running four characters each. People were insane. Their brains were dying. I don't know what yeah. was happening. <laughs> yeah, like, like, nothing ha- to fucking do. That's what was going on. Yeah, I guess that that that's kind of the missing part is like the internet mm-hmm. doesn't really properly exist and like TV still sucks back yeah. then. And you might have a drive through like if you're lucky in your town. Comics were, comics were okay. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, five the, the minutes to read. Like... Was a lot more common back then for an RPG, and like you, yeah. So, and all they had was D and D. So, like they would, yeah, just really dive into this shit. Um, so, yeah, oh that, that, yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a, a glimpse into history. When I uh, asked yeah. my dad what an encumbrance rule was when I was looking at the campaign, mm-hmm. he stared like I mentioned something that happened to him in <laughs> Vietnam. Like, <laughs> yeah. thousand yard Thaco stairs as like oh the God. people scream in the background and he hears helicopters. Yeah. Like, he's like, don't speak to me of encumbrance rules again. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they uh, uh, I looked at D&D encumbrance rules that, that I, 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 I get it. I, I didn't have to suffer through <laughs> Them, but I get it. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Just the glassy-eyed stare of a psychopath. I mean, Just... the idea of trying to play three characters or four characters over at once in a game as like remorselessly crunchy and like mm-hmm. ill fit as mm-hmm. this is just a nightmare. I can't even fucking imagine. Like, oh yeah, <gasps> I. There are definitely strangers that I can ask to punch me in the face, uh, and that's easier. <laughs> But I, I love that he just admits he didn't play test it at the end of the intro. Mm-hmm. Like basically implicitly is just like, yeah, of course no one's ever played this. What, yeah. what are you talking about? Or like, they had they, they house ruled it so much it doesn't that I mean this is basically a set of loose guidelines to somewhat yeah. theme uh, an adventure to. Um you know, I we think, haven't I even want to do this in Dungeon World or something easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. just reskin everything, get drunk and make it up on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh so everything's like simple rolls. Yeah, I would do that. Oh, yeah. you'd, still have, you'd still have to cut out 75% of the encounters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll no, get to that. No, no well, we, okay, so my favorite part in the Dante fanfic, speaking of encounters, very beginning, he be, they begin in a dark wood, and uh, they, they are attacked by a lion, a leopard, and a she-wolf, which is like like hardcore, like Dante, Tradcath, weird shit. Like, Literally in the same book at the same time, the she-wolf that represents Dante's uh, carnal lust for Beatrice. Yeah. (laughs) The sin. Like, that is some, like, deep dive, tradcath, crazy symbolism. Mm -hmm. And he, like, makes it an encounter. So at this point, when I read it, I'm like, holy shit, is he going to do everything? Because actually, I love this. Like, (laughs) if this is a step-by-step recreation, as faithfully as possible... As Dante's Inferno, like I, I am really psyched to see this craziness is, is expressed in RPG form. Um, but then no, but then no, he just obviously. doesn't ever do that. <laughs> um, I have a question about the uh, setup here of, of yeah. how the party finds the portal to hell. Yeah, it's kind uh, of buried in the text. It, it uh, suggests that the party should follow a rumor of an evil temple mm-hmm. at the far end of a road that's been looting the area for centuries. But 
my question is, <laughs> when it has just been described that this is situated in the most desolate of possible wilderness regions, what the fuck road are we talking about? <laughs> and what the fuck area are we talking about having been looted for centuries? Like, civilization being there for centuries and there being roads sort of seems like the opposite of being the most desolate possible wilderness to me. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But here's the thing, man. If they'd stayed with the text, you could have just said to that, the reason there's a road there is because that's the road to salvation. And the uh -huh. reason the woods are so dark and desolate is because that's what you've done to your soul. And like, you could just explain away every terrible RPG thing you did with crazy religious fundamentalism. Yeah, um, which would have been a great art product. Instead, uh, there's frost spiders in the land of the gluttons. Uh, yeah, I mean, but before you even get to hell, you might have a PvP encounter that ruins everything because like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there are, in that. fact, there are in fact glowing flowers all along the road mm -hmm. uh, that you need for illumination because it is so so dark. And if druids pick them, they turn evil. But it takes 30 whole flowers to turn a druid to evil. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. By the way, what's sad so, about the evil making flowers, it just sort of stuck out to me. Yeah, no, the the uh, the the basic plot is the players stumble into this portal of hell, and then, like, they have to go all the way down and basically through Lucifer's asshole, it sounds like, yeah. in order to get back to the prime material plane. That's the plot for all of you listeners wondering what the fuck the players do in hell. They're just trapped there and they need to yeah. escape. You, you yeah. go down a wrong road and you end up in hell and your horses will not come with you. Yeah, no, all horses <laughs> go to heaven. The road to hell is literally labeled. Like, there's a yeah. literal uh -huh. signpost towards Inferno and Hades. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. um, but they, that's the other thing. So we're sticking with this poem, right? Cause nobody else has done it right. And mm -hmm. then what do you cut out of the first part of the poem? Virgil, you cut out a guide. So you just <laughs> yeah. make sure that your players are wandering around aimlessly inside an Italian poem. <laughs> but don't worry. There are like extremely punishing, uh, boring railroading mechanics constantly. So you're good. <laughs> you know, who needs Virgil when you have an infinite swamp that wraps around like the Mario Brothers arcade game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're literally fucking lost in Mirkwood here. Uh, and uh, my favorite part, though, is when you can actually stumble out of the Inferno and into the Paradiso. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, it's almost... I don't even know if you can get through this model without that happening. It's unclear. Yeah. And my favorite part about it is that, like, well, it's not my favorite part, but it's the part where I knew this guy was, like, legit insane. Because I first thought, it's like, okay, the reason he's doing this is because a big part is that right after Virgil shows up, he was sent by Beatrice, which is uh, Dante's vision of godly love uh, uh, that is both platonic and beautiful. I bet. Uh, so it's just an excuse to get Beatrice in here. But then, no, it's just heaven guarded by four dude angels, because the author of this book definitely doesn't believe a lady could tell him anything. <laughs> no, uh, wait, no, 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 no. no, 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 no angels. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Angels. There's actually randomization of gender for angels, which is yes. very funny, because angels mm -hmm. are famous gender havers. Um, <laughs> yeah, not just fucking uh, you know, accurate uh, yeah. to the text, right? Uh, but, but, like, uh, it's very important uh, to note that there is a specific description of how sexy the female <laughs> yeah. angels are. Yeah. No description whatsoever of the male angels, but 
for someone who had beef with TSR for not showing proper deference to Dante, it's pretty awesome the way this guy drops biblical accuracy, the first whisper of half chub, basically, and it forgets yeah, that angels yeah, don't have yeah. gender. Uh, and like also that if you're going to gender them, like they're always referred to as uh, male names and pronouns in both Hebrew and Greek. So like he was well, too also, sexist also to remember image, the ancient the sexism the book, of the source text. The image of the book is of a stern male angel, like looking down on you, like you've been a bad boy. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, it is this but, very stern. You think the art like, was coordinated, dude. What? The uh, art actually, mom or you're my hot stepmom. Weird hatred of women. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, that's well, this is where I knew so we were I, not going to stick to the text. Yeah. I have, to, I have to talk about the art for just a second. Yeah, <laughs> and that Please. is provided. By the legendary Kevin Simbieta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of the internal and back art is all by Kevin Simbieta. I should have fucking known. Of course, that's that style, that line movement. You can't yeah. mistake it. Damn. Yeah. And I will great. say, God, reading the description for female angels in this book where it talked about how their gowns cling tightly to their well-shaped bodies. <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, their tempers wear thin quicker than those of males. Just mm, getting that misogyny in early. Also, yep. the insanity of paying Kevin Simdiata to do anything is just beyond me in any level. But when Dante's Inferno has some of the most gorgeous renaissance paintings ever made like some of the most amazing illustrations mm -hmm. ever done and all of it is in creative commons there is no fucking copyright <laughs> whatsoever to it and you could have literally with just a xerox uh or actually a ditto machine in 1980 you could have produced like an amazing looking book I do have to point out, Caleb, though, that they really committed to the bit and uh, were true to the intent of the project because looking at this art makes you feel like you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I'm just like, I love the idea that like it's 1980 and you still using Renaissance art assets you had to pay nothing for could have made this zine that looked like fucking, I don't know. Um, thousand year vampire if it traveled back in time it could be absolutely gorgeous and instead you paid Kevin Symbieta to do this yep. <laughs> you would have yeah. your way to bring Symbieta on board it's just astounding like <laughs> you oh, know man. all this talk about angels did make me uh, we kind of skipped over one thing which is um, there's this whole thing about marching through a swamp uh, in this this first thing, Hell and yeah. this is sort of like a reoccurring motif in this adventure. In that, there's great amount of rules about like how long it takes to get through this place and how many kinds of checks you need to make. You need to make six monster checks per 24 hours of game time, and only carnivores of 5d8 or greater number will be encountered. Um, the swamps have a minimum of three feet of mud, no solid ground of one to six feet of depth of water over the mud, cumulative 10% chance per day near the swamp of picking up diseases, and even elves can be affected. Like, Ooh. it just goes on and on when, like, even you get to go elves. for... Yeah, even elves. Um, and then you have to, uh, like, 
build a raft and be on the raft for 50 days yeah and, and of course it then yeah. uh, that's the mario brothers arcade part like it'll yeah. wrap around the horizon and come around the other side because there's literally only one direction to go and like the the gm can't be bothered to tell people that like mm-hmm. you just have to punish them for not doing exactly what you decided ahead of time they were going to do it's awesome um but- Ah, I, I found the, the answer to the mystery, Caleb. Mm-hmm. The reason that it felt like you have to fight angels is because the text says, <laughs> the text editorializes to you that when the, the like fucking leopard, she-wolf, and lion attack, the author says, the lion's just basically going to fucking rinse the party. So <laughs> they're going to need to escape by extra planner means. Uh, if they do, they have to fight a fuckload of undead, and if they are still alive at that point, they fight angels at the gates of heaven. That is how it actually works. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is like, again, like this is in the first page or two, and it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Uh, there are 900 fights in here. 900 <laughs> fights. That's all uh, it and, is. And, and they I, all suck ass. Yeah. So I did so, I, I did a little research here. Because it okay. says that the the female angels are armed with staves of the heavenly host, and they can do a plethora of things. Breadsticks. And number nine there is break for two hundred d twenty points of damage inside of a radius of a hundred feet. <laughs> so I used our good old dice roller here and came up with two thousand one hundred and twenty points of damage. Uh. What yep. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, insane. It's like in uh, MMOs when, uh, you know, they create shopkeepers or guards that are literally invincible and cannot be killed, like, to keep players from mm-hmm. breaking certain aspects of the game. Um, it's very much that. And the whole thing is they're not they're not trying to kill the player characters. They just want to push them onto the path to hell. And they tell them, you have to go this way if you want to get back to Earth. Or the prime material plane, sorry. Um, and so, like, but we had three pages of this module to describe their stats to basically say, yeah, you can't defeat them. And yep. uh, they they will just, uh, yeah. So it's it's three pages described. This is a wall you can't get past. I mean, this entire adventure seems to have, like, uh, bumpers in the gutters where, mm-hmm. like, the, but, but it's like the GM is just going to cock slap you back onto the path of the adventure. And, like, you probably won't survive. Uh, this this game does not want to be played. Uh, can we go back to Can we go back to Fuck Swamp that Ross <laughs> sure. was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this terrible swamp. Um, so here's when I knew he'd. Here's what happened. He got to about Canto Four. Mm-hmm. He realized this was real boring, and then he just started skimming. Mm. Uh, and this is what I knew because there is a horrible Fuck Swamp. In the Inferno, it's the Circle Five of the Wrathful and the Sullen. Like, the Wrathful are in a fight in a mire of foul slime, and then the Sullen, because they were sulky and depressed, are being stepped on in the mud. Um, And that's where, like, Dante encourages them to tear another guy apart in a river of blood, and it's a big part of the play. But Fuck Swamp exists in the play. It's just not in the... like still in the extra material world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not even in hell yet when that horrible right. swamp arrived. And then you have a uh, fucking living person trees that attack people while they're in the woods, which is the part where he's not even in hell yet. But mm-hmm. like, that is the realm of the suicide. Yeah. The forest of suicide. So yeah, yeah. you're right. He completely stopped paying attention. Like pretty and, early like, on. I'm like, yeah, so he's already jumping around all over the place. And like, I got to the trees. I'm like, oh, it's the trees of the suicides. And I'm like, wait, that's not the right place. 
And also, he's not calling it the thing of the suicides. He's just saying, and then I realized he didn't read that part. That's just because there's angry trees in D&D, and he got bored. Yeah. I think there's also, <laughs> he, he probably looked at an version. Angry trees from D&D in there, yeah. and I thought he was... And the thing is, he thought it was just D and D shit too, because he hasn't actually read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was that's when I knew it was getting bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's when. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's fascinating that we're not actually in hell yet, right? Because like, because <laughs> everyone is already dead, no matter how many of them there are or how many high level people they have. Like, everyone's already dead. Uh, and we're not at hell yet. And that's a theme for this whole adventure is that all okay. of the players are dead. All right. Uh, so they get they get to the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they have just the worst translation of Dante I have ever seen into English as the abandon all hope. All ye who enter here. Uh, only it's like. Get rid of that hopey stuff from folks that are coming in. Like it was just like the worst paraphrase I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. And then uh, they have Minos, uh, who is this horrible sphinx-like monster with this tail that curves over and over and over again in circles to uh, to judge you and send you into a certain circle of hell. Are you sure he's and not they just, just a hell giant? A <laughs> just a guy in a toga. just a dude in a toga with a tail they're just like hey you want this big fuck off monster with a with a devil tail that judges all of humanity nah just give me this nice little greek man in a toga so he's actually kind of a jerk and he's really dangerous but uh yeah yeah yeah. but yeah it's it's, we've uh, given so many amazing things oh yeah to to minos though (laughs) like uh Got across the river, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a part of the poem. Uh, okay, Jesus! Well, but before you know, even get to that, yeah, okay. I want to talk about the colored auras. Oh, we're, <laughs> the, the, the river's way before the colored auras. Is it? Oh yeah, you got to cross this river where you have a high chance of one or more party members being magically oh, compelled okay, to drink it, which mm-hmm. then in turn mind controls them into not wanting to do the adventure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this whole thing might control me into not wanting to do the adventure. I hope you have what? the appropriate spells and items to counter this effect, because if you what? don't, sure would suck yeah. to be told you're just not allowed to have fun. <laughs> also, uh, except of... I will point out it's actually merciful. If, you're, if your character mm. does drink this water, forget everything, take your armor off, and just start walking, you have actually won. Yeah, I mean that is sort of a hallmark of these older like D and D modules to make up new rules and mechanics to describe sort of unique situations. And this is sort no example because it's like the the walking along the path to the gates of hell takes thirty six turns. A check is made every fifth turn. Why the fuck did he not just say every sixth turn? No, it has to not divide evenly. There is a 100 minus four times the con, the character's con in percentage chance. So if your <laughs> con is 10, that means you have a 60% chance uh, of being uh, uh, per turn of uh, uh, of an out uh, powerful urge. So basically, uh, uh, yeah, it's just all the like, okay, make up some new mechanics so, that don't exist in the basic rules. Powerful Yu-Gi-Oh vibes. Yeah. In in AD and D, a turn is still six seconds, right? No, a turn that's a round. A turn is like uh 10 rounds. So uh it's like a minute. 
Okay, because I was about to say, if a term was six seconds, every 30 seconds, somebody is trying to drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good, though. <laughs> Maybe just this once. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's why why, why does it take 36 man. turns and then it's every fifth turn? Why the fuck would you do that? Why? Just make it 35 turns and just say make seven checks. Or because like... this because this module is just a fucking like analog computer virus. Like the yeah. point is for us to be mad about it. Like oh, the... we also we also totally skipped over the fact that uh this is actually a very rare DD module and that spellcasters are fucked over because there's those, mm. this whole page of like here are all the spells that don't work in hell like protector <laughs> from evil okay the, that makes the good sense. ones yeah <clears throat> all the ones you're gonna use they don't work uh yeah except- protect from evil it just says in parentheses overwhelmed <laughs> yeah <laughs> ineffective all right yeah you can't summon animals no badgers for you uh <laughs> damn it find the path leads directly to the nearest arch devil duke attracts six to 18 devils to the party yeah uh um, the, very- okay the other part about the river though is that this is the beginning of what i like to call joseph campbell archetype scramble fun time um because he has clearly not read it um so the only river that cross is phlegius through the sticks he definitely didn't read that, so he just auto-replaced that with K-Ron on Letho, because he's like, guide a boat and a river. It doesn't really matter what they are, as long yeah, as they're yeah. in there. Uh, so, it's, just, before- it's like, yeah, it's just Joseph Campbell archetype fun time of whatever yeah. this dude's just free associating. Designed with boggle dice, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, we forgot about the uh, the the time clock room tunnel where you are politely exchanging greetings with devils who are coming oh, yeah. the other way down the tunnel, like "Hey Frank, Hey George" yeah. from the from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like you're not supposed to fight them, and if you're polite, they're not going to fight you. But like the text takes great pains to explain that paladins and rangers are not role-playing yeah. properly what? if they what? do not attack these devils regardless of the consequences. <laughs> why? why in, in all caps. Yeah. I uh, kind of get paladins. Why are rangers so... I guess rangers used to be... Rangers and druids were good back then. Um, yeah, like, alignment shit was a lot more... Uh, God, I like, hate alignment. Uh, yeah, but, it, but, it was the heyday of alignments. This back section back. contains one of my very favorite quotes in the entire module uh, when it talks about how paladins and rangers are just going to attack all these devils who are just trying to, like, you know, go home after work or whatever. <laughs> uh, and it says, this will require some thought by judges to get the party safely through this tunnel without any holy characters getting the party wiped out by a group of powerful evils. Damn! <laughs> sure is a drag that the author had no power to avoid this circumstance and that the characters had no power to make a practical decision Just in the, the name of the greater good. The editorializing on behalf of the author in this goddamn book. Uh, God, I can't read. I cannot wait to read the second one. And like, you know, <laughs> bold of them to assume that anyone has ever actually played it even to this point. Because everyone's dead already multiple times. Remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's this thing that's going to make you all dead. Be a shame if you couldn't think of a way past this thing. Oh, that's shit. Make you all dead. Okay. You know, <laughs> Resurrection and Raise Dead are not on the list of spells affected by this. So you can just, like, you're back. I mean, that's why you need some well, characters. Let's go yeah. back to the angels for just a second. Because I do need mm-hmm. to talk about the fact that, one, if you, like, if you try to fight the angels, they will destroy 
parentheses, all caps, no resurrection, the intruding party. And also, if you somehow get past the angels, which there can be an additional two to 20 other angels summoned, uh, you will just be picked up. (laughs) You'll just be picked up by the gods and fix them as monsters in the inferno to torment the dead and hunt down further parties of the living. This will probably be put in the seventh or eight circles of hell. So, if you get past the angels, God will just take you and cast you down as a demon in, like, the deepest pits of hell. <laughs> you just lose. Yeah. yeah. Why not? There's a lot of that. Uh, uh, it's not possible to play, is the thing. Um, yes. So I feel I feel like that, that that is shorthand for, like, we're not designing this part. We're not designing yeah. for that instance. So you figure it out, GM. I feel like back then these modules were written with the I, with the assumption that GMs were going to heavily house rule and modify this shit. Like, they would be very surprised if anybody ran this as written. Uh, Which makes so. you wonder why anyone would buy it. But. Well, because uh, all that stat work and shit and magic item description, that took time and effort to write out. Also, maps. Um, so, like, if you need a dungeon crawl, it's easier to take something to modify it than make something from scratch. I suppose. Uh, um, also, the shared experience. You didn't have, like, MMOs back in the day. So, you ever, yeah, like, oh, how'd you handle Minos or whatever? Um, so, yeah. That, GM, that, that, GM Fiat. Oh, really? Me too. Um, yeah. So, there's a the actual gate of hell uh there's something that i read many times and i can't make sense of it um Mm -hmm. maybe i'm dumb uh this is a specific thing that's wrong with my brain with like spatial relations but like there is a red line of fuck you Mm -hmm. uh running from the gate stones that like (laughs) if you cross it you're fucked and you die but i literally can't picture the placement of of these lines in my head or how they are a threat to the party like it feels like either they're not a threat to the party or you can't actually get into hell without being dead. Um, oh yeah, like you like like where are these red lines that are six inches thick? Running it runs in both zones. directions. Oh, this is this is an amazing sentence. A red line six inches thick, mm-hmm. which runs in both directions away from the gate and perpendicular to the road. <clears throat> so perpendicular to the road, that means it crosses the road, which means. You have to go over this red line that instantly kills you to get to the gate of hell. Right? Caleb, Am Caleb, I missing is there, something? Is this, is this red line in, in Dante's Inferno? I don't remember a red line. Let me, uh, let me check with my interns. Um, what is that? Is it? No. I'm getting, I'm getting no. I'm getting no. There is no red line of death. <laughs> Bright red flash save versus blinding, <laughs> and the matter will be disintegrated. No possible save. A small pile of ashes and twisted armor. So yeah, there, there's no way around it. If you cross this line, you die. And yeah. and it's it, it's perpendicular to the road. Here. I think you mean parallel with the road. I mean this this module also has a thing of very elaborately describing spatial relationships of places and things like that. And also being fucking horrible at it. Like yeah. there's a lot of descriptions of mountains and cliffs and road and other, other geographic features. And it's just like, you cannot I mean, picture it. I mean, the thing so that the archstone says is uh, a magic mouth comes out of it and says, stand clear the boundary of Lucifer's domain, cross it, not lest you become as dust and ash once more. So no, it is just, it's just across the gate, and you can't you can't do the rest of the adventure. I'm sorry to say. 
No, alternately, a two d ten. Oh, sorry, twenty d ten flame strike, which you do have a savings throw permitted at three force damage. So you know, uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yes. So, like, I just like to point out that there is no way to avoid this. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, but yeah, now we get to the auras. Uh, yeah, no, it's color we... aura yeah. time. No, oh, okay. God, about it. So the campaign aura. is such a trip. So once you go inside of the gates of hell, everybody will gain an aura based on their alignment. What else would you base it on? Yeah. With good being a yellow aura, evil being a red aura, neutral being green, paladin and priest of good deities get a white aura, and secret order witches and anti-clerics get a blue aura. Um, The thing is, the colors assigned to the characters should not have anything to do with their stated alignments, but should instead reflect the judge's estimation of how the player runs his character. <laughs> that rules. Many neutral goods, many stated neutral goods are actually lawful good, and many neutral, pure neutral, that is, are in fact extremely evil in their play. Well, so the thing, it just the takes thing is, Noah. The GM is God, and God hath already judged ye before ye were born. <laughs> it's a comment on predestination. You see. Yes, uh, obviously. I, I love that the that the module just admits that the alignment system is stupid and doesn't work. Yes, exactly. That's like <laughs> so good. Probably the one in 1980. They're the like, yeah, redeeming... this this sucks and makes no sense. Yeah, of the course. one redeeming factor of this entire book is the fact that it just tells you, yeah. Just kind of whatever you think your players actually yeah, are, rather than alignment they, right yeah. in the middle of the module, it kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah, and then we we cross them. Uh, assuming somehow they get past that, uh, you know, there's there's the first of many. Well, not the first, but like random encounter tables along the road with just paladins. Yeah. Being holy fighters will only kill devils, and it is not in their proper character to do otherwise. This must be enforced by the judge at all times. <laughs> all caps. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all uh, caps. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just an unholy fucknado of encounters and treasures and bullshit uh, mm-hmm. surrounding like a boss fight with Charon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Better steal is or though, because it causes whatever you uh, touch to have whatever disease you want. It's not even a table. Just say a disease and they have it. Yeah. Uh, so that's God. pretty cool. They, <laughs> that's pretty that cool. they love these fucking boss fights, don't they, uh, in this module? Um, oh, yeah. Charon is negative five AC and 155 hit points. Something I also do like how this module, I do like how the module alternates between hit points and hits. Oh, this will cause seven hits of damage or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, um, but he's got his big old uh, great ore, uh, which is very, very fucking magical. And we have some more Kevin Symbieta art, uh, full page illustration of uh, Charon. Uh, Literally some of the most beautiful illustrations ever made by a human yeah head. like just, i, I just like how he's kind of library for free and you bought 
symbiota instead. Yep. But but Caleb, let me let me my rebuttal to that is that he is using his ore to stir a soup that is full of sad snake men. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the sad snake men. So Are you sad. kidding? It's the best picture in the book. <laughs> I don't know. Which no, uh, the the wrestling one is yeah, sad man snakes in Malbolge for thieves. They're not in the fucking river stick. <laughs> Maybe that's why they seem so upset. <laughs> They're in the wrong place. Uh, yeah. So Karen, they like lost their mom in place. the grocery store, and now yep. they don't remember where Cannon is. They kind of, with their human faces, they kind of look to me like, like Matt Groening drawings of like Homer's sperm. If you had like a, two little balding hairs on the top of their little heads, yeah, you're it right. Be, it would look you're exactly complete, like. You're completely right. <laughs> oh um, my god. Uh, so uh, in the river of Homer sperm, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, he did cross. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and if you somehow live through this like unbelievably hard boss fight, you have to then go fight Tiamat and a bunch of adult dragons. No, you don't have fighters. Also, we're missing uh, Karen's boat has like a lot of cool powers. Oh yeah, uh, we which can, really we can lock up the boat. It's pretty. Yeah. Cool. 171 miles per day. <laughs> any direction, hell of a speed. Um, in any direction too. Uh, it will and... never sink or be hold or burned, which means you really need to just hack it down for uh, shields that are completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, also all of these uh, arch devils. Uh, Karen is called an arch devil. This um, have an amulet. Amulets uh, allow give you power over this arch devil if you can somehow get it, um, and you can use it to kill them instantly. And uh, but it'll turn you evil. Uh, but it'll give you X-ray vision. So, you know, it's a little, you know, there's ups and downs uh, of having them. But Paladins, think... again, getting dunked on may not use these items. Oh, yeah, of course uh, not. Like, God, don't be a Paladin. Mm-hmm. Or um, also, there's well, I mean, a lot don't of... be a Paladin it, in general. Yeah. Uh, assuming you... There's also random encounters, of course. You can find dinosaurs in the fucking... Uh, there's Pleosaurus and yeah. Mosasaurus uh, along uh, with giant octopuses because, you know, it's a water encounter. So why not? Yeah. And dragon turtles. We love dragon dragon turtles. Um, But he's got his, uh, let's see here, he has a bodyguard and a huge hoard of treasure uh, on the other side of the river uh, with just all kinds of shit. And there's also a lot of, uh, I can't remember, there's one of these horde descriptions like, no, the heroes can't carry all this shit. You know, we have it here, but if you carry it, you're going to die. You know? uh, Yeah, he, he talks about how, like, there's all this fucking money in his secret hoard. It's like you you can't you can't carry all of it. It's there's so much fucking money. Yeah. Well, you uh, see, what this represents is that Dante hated simony. You see, the art of buying and indul- no, I'm just kidding. This guy's a oh fucking asshole. He's just a, he's just the worst. <laughs> he's just yeah. you can't have my money. This yeah. is my oh, money. I'm the there is one of the first uh, good magic items in the game, a holy relic, the belt of roll, which is. I assume also not from Dante's Inferno. No, no. <laughs> At this point, it goes off the fucking rails. This is where we're getting towards frost spiders and mm. all sorts of just hot nonsense. At the end of the At the end of the book, it just like vomits up a monster manual. At you. Oh yeah, I mean not yeah like not for nothing. But I did just mention uh, Tiamat, the chromatic dragon. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Her, yeah, her dragon. Yeah. 
if you look at the map, which is an overhead view uh, on page 20 of the PDF, the TMS caves off to the side. You can just go straight from Charon to the gates of Mindo. So it's just, um, yeah, it's a it's an optional encounter. I guess if you need to grind up some levels. Mm, uh. <laughs> yes, because clearly, clearly doing that encounter will leave you in better stead to ki- to continue the adventure. Early. Yeah, I mean, TMS has her own horde of shit, uh, and it's only like one of each. Uh, yeah, a bunch of evil dragons. Actually, she's not statted out. I guess they assumed uh, you would have the, the stats in another book. Um, deities and demigods or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just find the another The old god. one that had Lovecraft shit in it, in fact. Um, but, uh, so, Caleb, but, but this is the one time you get a rest period in the game, uh, in this in this scenario, because they, the, the noble castle uh, with the virtuous pagans. Um <laughs> So, uh, on a scale of you know, uh, how 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 accurate, how how, uh, what's the fidelity to the source material here, uh, with this one just castle of dudes hanging out that don't deserve to be in hell, but they are because they're pagans in a polytheistic <laughs> world, because <laughs> you know they keep mentioning the gods. Yeah. yeah, it's it's also Minos's castle, isn't it? No, oh, it's the noble uh, castle. Noble oh, castle in the middle of the road. And at the oh, end of the okay. road, you get to the gates of Minos. Yeah, yeah because well, again, this is single column text with no breaking, so it's just you just have to do a close reading to understand. Yeah, those contos are near each other, and there is a city of virtuous pagans where Dante went, so all of his favorite poets could tell him he was actually better than them. <laughs> and <laughs> Virgil actually told me that I was Virgil's favorite poet. Thanks. Oh. Hell yeah. Because uh, he was just the most self-insert fanficy Twilight fan that the ever. The tradition existed. is so very venerable. Yes. Uh, so anyway, he goes to the city of the virtuous pagans, and uh, they all tell him how great he is. Uh, but they also take pains to name every single pagan, like naming every single one of them uh, to talk about like how cool they were and how cool it was that Dante lived where this is just like a bunch of pagans lived there because he didn't read it all the way through. Right. <laughs> and he right. didn't, he didn't want to do an epic catalog, which is what that entire seed is. He wanted to be like, I don't know, a bunch of Greek guys. Fuck it. They're nice. <laughs> also, it's nice. Old school sensibility. Like they'll give you information, but they'll never volunteer it. You have to ask specific <laughs> questions. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's it's so much less interesting. Like, if I was running this, which I really want to do now, uh, how great would it be if, like, you entered a castle and if the only thing there was just a bunch of really, really nice guys who thought you were the best? <laughs> I would <laughs> like I want that for me now. They're going to attack you. They're going to say, wow, I'm sad you're here because I live in hell, but I have been a huge fan of your work. <laughs> forever and it's just like people that you kind of admire like admire just coming up and you say like no you're the best (laughs) (laughs) and that's the whole castle like there's just nothing that i think it would drive players insane i think they'd be digging through the walls looking for the plot as people just say nice things about them yeah they'd start butchering them like no they're they're secret cultists this is carco would it be if when you did that they were just dead and then you got to leave <laughs> yeah. uh so oh also you-, you get a gemstone from them which gives them a random power which uh is supposed to help you but i really like how it's a d12 roll um and it can either disintegrate them 
or uh, on a 12, teleport the cast the character back to the noble castle alone. So it's like, don't worry, noble friends, I'll hold them off. And, and he just disappears. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, it, you know, it's, it's okay. Very I have yeah. an answer to the Lucifer question. Mm-hmm. The nobles will tell the party where they are if they don't know already and tell them how to get out. Travel downward through the circles through the circles to the ice of Lucifer and climb down his hairy flank to the chambers below from where they can escape without peril. So you have to flush yourself down Lucifer's toilet. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah, because again, this movie, or sorry, this module has uh, no organization. It's all, God, it's just the single column taking up the entire Again, yeah. this was dictated, not read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think that's a very good theory. Uh, so you 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 leave the noble castle. You go down the road. Uh, it's a big Lots theme. Of random in, encounters. Big big theme in this is roads where there are mm-hmm. random encounters and no opportunity to do anything else. Uh, but you get to Palace of Minos, Judge of the Damned, and help me out, guys. Am I reading this wrong, or is there like no way to get out of this without, in fact, getting in line and describing your earthly crimes to Minos? It tells you the range of randomized wait times at hell DMV here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and if you talk to Minos and confess your sins, he gives you a random table of horrible fates that probably end the adventure. Uh, but yeah. it seems like you're not allowed to leave without doing that or maybe just fighting him, I guess. I think you can probably, well, the thing is there are the side chambers before you get to Mina. So it is, they do have a dungeon map of this place. So you can, in fact, just go from room to room, murdering everything you see. Uh, And so you can do that. Maybe you find the amulet in there and then uh, you have power over Minos. So Minos stays in there. Is the amulet in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you got to do the side rooms first, or you're fucked because yeah. he's a super hard boss fight. And if you try to talk to him, he'll just kill you anyway with his like judgment. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember where it is, but I know they do describe his amulet at some point. Um. And <laughs> that's not the most interesting item Apparently. in this dungeon, though. <laughs> yeah. If you do try to explore Minos's palace, there's an invisible devil that will try and use ventriloquism to guide you back to the audience hall, but will not actually fight you unless you are a paladin. I picture this devil as voiced by Gilbert Gottfried, and I will not have my mind changed. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here it is. Yeah, the statue. Let's see here. There, uh, which room is this? Um, God, they, they don't have it. I found the description on page 20, but like, uh, sorry, page 42 of the PDF, but like, um, I can't tell which room this is. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, it's there. So yeah, technically you could find a way around it. So, but that's um, not anywhere close to the coolest thing in this dungeon. The coolest oh, thing no. in this dungeon is the D6. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, which they made yeah. an excellent picture of. Uh, yes, the, there's the, just there's just a giant crystal D6 sitting in a room. It's a cube with the exact pips of a D6. Uh, Caleb, help me out. What part of Inferno was the D6 in? <laughs> well, uh, see, if you pre-ordered the Inferno on Dante <laughs> Alighieri Patreon, uh-huh. he actually had a deal with some dice manufacturers, and you could get the crystal D6 as a sort of uh, early access giveaway if you sure, bought okay. the DLC. 
Thank for the you. extra cantos. You Thank know. you for that. Uh, so <laughs> the way that this D6 works is it sits there. It's cold to the touch. But if you put any part of your body into the pips, a random D12 thing happens to you. I love how it knows that you will put your hands in the pips because that's that's what you would want to well, do. Everyone has three player characters. You might as well. You have you have. Uh, uh, yeah, you're going to uh, touch fucking everything. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I love that uh, nine out of 12 things are bad and terrible and three out of 12s are are good yeah. uh, on this table. Uh, it's like they sort of pay tribute here to the random bullshitness of the scenario inside the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's an actual D6 that fucks with you. Uh it's it's nice. It's like a little. It's like the macrocosm in the microcosm. It's beautiful. But that's not all. If you manage to reach in and survive, you can get the girdle of Myosarin. Uh, is that is that true? Like, yeah, where does it say no. that? Uh, it says on. Um, let's see here on page thirty-five of the PDF. Ah, yes, and we'll release the girdle, which mm-hmm. you don't know what the girdle is until a subsequent page where there's a release okay. the girdle. <laughs> yep. So the girdle is after, that is after your hand gets dissolved, but, but it will make you evil. Um, <laughs> so, or no, he was good. I think, yeah, he was good. So, oh, but it'll make you fight devils. There's a 75 percent chance a character wearing the girdle will, uh, when they see an undead demon or devil, will go berserk and attack mindlessly just, until all are just, dead. Just slap it on the paladin. He's already doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yes, the paladin who is definitely still alive at this point. <laughs> definitely after fighting through hell, uh, HR or whatever. Well, I think fucking... I think what you have to do is you have to lead the paladin blindfolded because you have at least eight guys and not let him detect any of these devils have him wear this thing and like unleash him when the boss fights happen. oh he can't detect anything because none of his detect evil spells work remember they're overwhelmed well, but it's even with, if you even see it you go berserk oh okay, so, yeah so yeah you, you just you have lead to him by blindfold and then just you're like all right get him you stick the paladin <laughs> on him just waving a sword wildly uh, yeah uh, yeah but, keep our paladin on a chain have him walk in front of us. Yeah, I think I think we uh, we definitely need. We can't. I mean, there's so much we can't rush the rest of this uh, module. So we'll we'll stop uh, with the cube uh, and pick up with our next episode talking about the rest of Minos's palaces because there's a mirrored hall uh, that's really fucked up. There's God. There's the Ring of Wind with these unique spells that are available nowhere else in the game. They're just made <laughs> up. Just and we haven't even gotten to the third circle yet. Like Jesus, there's so uh, much. Yes, and uh, just a little tease. Uh, there's a thing that I did in analyzing one of the fights in the third circle that may be my finest work. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll uh, try to get that to you soon. And then, of course, yeah, we're 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 going to be diving to hell for a while because I can't. I'm going to buy those PDFs today for the next ones. Uh, uh, it's a night like, journey. We must yeah. take it in, to find salvation. In oh, theory, I have a. In this theory, is the I have a, Yeah. I have a job and a family, but this is what I care about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the most 2020 way to end this year. Um, just uh, going through that. Well, thank you all for showing up. Uh, we'll, uh, you, you, we're all your Virgils. We're the Virgils uh, yeah. for the listeners out there as, the, as we're, we're descending into hell. <laughs> it's, a, it's our new series, the, Vir- the Virgils. Yeah, the Virgils. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's my high school ska band <laughs> um so thank you all for listening uh thank you all so much for supporting the rppr patreon but before we go of course um 
Caleb, you have another podcast called what? Uh, the Mix Six. We we do this, but with less focus on weird nerd shit that no one has heard before. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, not thirty plus year old. Uh, uh, yeah, we're not doing a deep dive on uh, one weird trad cat's <laughs> bad summer in nineteen eighty, where he went insane and wrote a D and D module. No, <laughs> we don't go uh, that in depth on stuff. Uh, but we drink no. beers. Yeah. Yep. We do drink beers. Uh, Noah, uh, what what podcast do you want to plug today? Uh, I will continue to plug Thinking Too Hard About Anime. It's a podcast I do with my friend Aaron, where we do deep dives into some of our favorite anime, episode by episode, where we talk about like the history, we analyze it, we do like some film analysis, that kind of stuff, and we talk about basically anything kind of related to the stuff going on in the show um right now we're covering cowboy bebop and we just did uh wild horses which is the episode with the columbia space shuttle so mm-hmm. we just kind of talk about nasa for an hour <laughs> nice uh, um, nice uh and then of course rob is there a podcast you'd like to plug before we go there is there's there there's actually two podcasts i'd like to plug at this point uh of course one is the orpheus protocol that is my long-running actual play campaign series in the orpheus protocol the game that i am making uh cosmic horror and espionage what if the x-files were being investigated by the x-men is the elevator pitch uh and it's coming close to 200 episodes now of all one huge epic story uh i I quite enjoy it Uh, and that's supported on patreon as well and then also there is river do's and river don'ts which has just uh resurrected itself after like a four-month hiatus because we couldn't record it because of uh temperature conditions in someone's (laughs) apartment but uh this is where basically we do this that we did on this show, but for Riverdale, which is a very bad <laughs> TV show, uh, where we uh, insist on taking everything at face value and uh, and interpreting things literally, and uh, just how, how like fully analyzing this this absolute shit how show, far including the tie-in novels. Noah also <laughs> does it. Noah also does a Riverdale podcast. Yeah, I used to I, do I, I Riverdale podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we actually just started season three because we had a long break that we had to take. Uh, but we also have already okay. done the first two tie-in books because we are going... Uh, we're doing literalism there because we're going strictly in chronological order of how it would occur in the plot, uh, which is awesome because a lot of the books were written after the point in which the story, they actually uh, take place and make no sense. Like Everything is like completely continuity fucked, uh, and it's great. Oh, God. Nice. All right. Season well, three. Season three is yeah. actually kind of related to this because it's a whole it is. satanic panic yeah, season. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's all about how evil D&D is. Uh, well, uh, th- thanks for listening, and we'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs>